all of you listeners of this great station, the station that beams only Divrei Torah, Divrei Halakha, Divrei Musar, and religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about the parasha we read yesterday, Parashat Lech Lecha. There's a pasuk that says like this, Vayotze Oto HaChutza. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram to go outside. What happened before was that Avram Avinu was concerned. He didn't have any children. Who's going to be inheriting him? So Hashem told him, don't worry. Hey, go outside. Vayomer habitna ha-shamayma. Hashem said to him, gaze, look intensely up in the heavens. Usfor ha-kochavim. Try to count the stars. Im otam. If you can't count them. Vayomer lo, he said to him, ko yihye zarecha. Such will be your offspring. In other words, was, it, 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 there's a number of pshatim in here. The pashut pshat is, can you count them? He says, no, I can't count them. Okay, you see, they're so numerous. So your offspring will be the same. They'll be very, very numerous. So many that it will be very difficult to count them. That's the pashut pshat. There's another pshat. Avraham Avinu knew it's impossible to count the stars. Obviously, you call you walk at night, you see uh, thousands, thousands, very difficult. It's almost impossible to count them. But he started to count. One, two, three, four. So Hashem said to him, you see, in a similar way, your offspring will be. Even if it looks impossible to do something, they will somehow will attempt to do it anyway. See, you can't count, but I'm telling you to do so, you're counting anyway. This is what we have been throughout the ages. We, the nation of Israel, we are very resilient. We have resisted all kinds of pogroms and massacres. And at times when it looked impossible to survive, we did survive and kept our laws and traditions. This is the pro promise of Hashem to Avram. It looks impossible, but you're going to do it anyway. They will do it, even if it looks impossible. But now there is another pshat, and this is a pshat of Rashi. Rashi brings a midrash. He took him outside, look at the stars. As you know, in the olden days, they had the, what they call astrology. Reading the mazalot, the planets, and they, they can look. Supposedly, there were some experts who could look at the, this particular mazalot and uh, be able to tell the future of some of the people. So now, Hashem is telling Abraham Avinu, "Tse me istagnenut shilcha." Stay away from this whole thing of astrology. It doesn't belong to you. Why? You see 
in the mazalot, in the stars or the planets, that you're not going to have any child. So he says to him, you know what? Abram and Loven. Abram without a hey, yes, you're not going to have any children. But once we change the name, Avraham, Yishloven. You change the name, that's there's a child. Vechen Sarai Lotelet. Sarai with a youth. Well, maybe you see that in the Mazar, it says, stay out of that. Avasarai with a hey, tell it. What do we see from this Midrash? It's clear that changing the name of a person also changes his or her mazal. So according to the Midrash, however, it's not only the name. It's actually four things that may affect the, maz the mazal of a Jew. That's what it says in the Midrash. One is tzedakah, giving charity. That can change the mazal. Tefillah, prayer. Shinui makom, changing the place, like we, I'm sure you've heard, shinui makom, shinui mazal, and shinui Hashem, changing the name. This is why when a person is very sick, we attempt to change his name because perhaps the old name has a certain mazal, the new name, a better mazal. So that's why he told him, don't worry, we're going to change your name. And shinui Hashem, shinui mazal. Abraham, no kids. Abraham, yes, kids. The question I want to tackle now is, is there such a thing as a mazal or not? Do we believe in there's such a thing as a mazal? Now, first of all, we have to understand something. The Ramban says that really mazalot themselves, they're just uh, masses of uh, earth or whatever. They have no power of their own. Each one has a malach that controls it. But everything comes from Hashem. Everything comes from Hashem. Now, the fact that there was such a thing in, in the olden days, you know, that you look at a certain star and somehow determine the future of a person, well, if we say, yesh mazal, that means the future of the person, the fate of a person is fixed. Cannot change it. But if we say, and mazal, no. We don't, uh, we don't really, we disregard the mazal. Then it's not fixed. And if there is a decree, has shalom, a person can change it. Okay? Now, from Avraham, of course, it looks clear that there is no mazal. Why? Because he, was, he changed. We just said, with a name. Changing the name, he changed the mazal. The problem here is that it's extremely confusing. Why? Because it's a mahlokit in the Tanaim. Some say, yesh mazal, and therefore it's fixed, cannot be changed. And some say, in mazal Israel, and therefore the prayer, tzedakah, change of name or place can help. Now, by the way, this principle of mazal, that in mazal, that's only for Israel. For the goyim, their mazal doesn't change. Now let me give you some examples where we say, well, perhaps there is, there is, a, there is a mazal. The Gemara Mu'ayt Katan says, 
לא בזכותה טליה בילתה, אלא במזלה. It's not in the merits of a person that counts. It's the mazal. Whatever is in the mazal, that's what's going to happen. That's what it says. They gave him white kata. Another, it says, bene, children, haye, the life of a person, parnasa, talia, bimazal, is dependent upon the mazal. We have several cases like this. I'm sure you've heard Hakol Talu Bimazal Afilu Sefer Torah Shubayechal. You must have heard that. Everything is dependent even the Sefer Torah and the Echal. You must have heard that. There's also some kind of halakha uh, that a woman who gets married the first time, her husband dies, then she gets married again, the husband dies, then we don't, we don't marry her, we don't give her, and, and, and it's... We stay away from that. A man should not marry her a third time. Why? Mazal no good. Ra mazala. So, that means there's a mazali, right? Ra mazala. We know that uh, the famous machine ikhlas av mima'atim besimha. When av comes in the month of av, we decrease any kind of joy and happiness And he says, a Jew who has a court case with a goy, he should delay his case until after Tisha B'Av. Why? Ramaz. It's, it's a bad time. Now, these are cases. But there's the opposite. First of all, we said before that in Mazal, either Siddakah, Tefillah, Makom, Shinui Makom, Shinui Hashem, helps. So that means in Mazal. We know the famous case of King Hezkiah. King Hezkiah was sick. And Ishao, Ishao and Nabi came to him and told him, okay, that's it, prepare, he's going to die. And he got up, he prayed very intensely to Hashem. And Akadosh Baruch Hu gave him another 15 years to live. So we see what? <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> the tefillah helped. He was supposed to die and the tefillah helped. Another thing, there is a, in Parashat Bechukotai, it says, Im If you follow my statutes, Vet mitzvotai tishmeru, and you actually observe my mitzvot, and then, Natati gishmechem be'itam, I'm going to give you the rains, the, the land will produce a lot, And so on, going to be secure, going to have peace in the land, and so on and so forth. Hey, wait a minute. If, if, if this is Talui B'Mazal, what difference does it make? Obviously, it's not Talui B'Mazal. But which way is it? It gets really confusing and difficult to understand. Well, there is a... Upsak by the Rashba, actually, Rabbeinu Bechai also agrees to that. That when it comes to Klal Israel as a whole, there is no Machloket. Everybody says there is no Mazal. That's why we have in Bechokotai Telechu. This is talking about Klal Israel in general. There, yes, the mitzvot, the ma'asim tovim, the prayers, yes, they do help. 
is no mazal. What happened with Hezekiah? Well, Hezekiah was a king. A king is representing the Rabim, the whole country. So that's also, that helps. Avraham Avinu would help too. Why? It's like a, a whole uh, multitude of uh, nations. However, when it comes to an individual, then there is a mahluket between Tanaim. But still, we hold that even for an individual, really the halakha would be that a person can uh, can affect a decree. It can affect his mazal by prayer, tzedakah, shinu makom, shinu That's why we do these things all the time, even for individual. There is a machloket, but we believe that we can change the mazal. Now, this is only for an individual that there's a difference of opinion, but Klal Israel, everyone agrees that Israel is lima'alam in a mazal. Now, it looks like, perhaps we could say from the past week, what happened, we were quite lucky, and I think we beat the mazal. Because our prayers and our hopes have prevailed. And a man who has never been in politics or military, he became the 45th president of the United States. Very interesting. The polls were all against him. Even the polls that were taken by the media that was for him, which very few, still, they predicted his downfall. This was a revolution in the political history of the United States. I call it a political tsunami, which has resounded worldwide. But you know something? Even though Clinton had already made elaborate preparations for her inauguration, she thought she was a show-in. Didn't work. Lebmelech biyad Hashem. The heart of a king, a president, a dictator, whatever. That's only Biyad Hashem. Only Hashem is going to determine who's going to be. He decides who's going to go up and who's going to go down. But is there some kind of a lesson that we can learn from here? I'm not here to discuss the politics of it. I would like to see if there's any lesson for us as Jews that we can take from this. It turns out there's something we can learn. You know, on Pesach, we read the Haggadah, which describes the 10 Makot. Asana Makot, brought upon the Egyptians. And you know how it was, you know, the Makot. One week, we get a Makkah. Three weeks, rest. Then again, another week, another Makkah. Three weeks, which is each month there was one Makkah. I mean, ten Makkah, ten months. It's a famous question. Why did Akadosh Baruch Hu make it for ten months? Give him one Makkah. Not for one week, but for four weeks, for six weeks, 
obviously Paro and his uh, his people there will not be able to take it. Six weeks, impossible. That's it. They'll go and say, okay, goodbye, get out. Why these various different makot, which is protracted throughout the whole 10 months? Well, you might say, well, Hashem wants to punish Paro. He wants to punish him. After all, Paro did not abide by uh, uh, the Akadosh time is one thing. Okay, fine, they're slaves. They got to work hard and everything else. But to take their children and throw them into the Nile, that was not in the Cheshbon. He went way, way beyond what he should supposed to do with the slaves. So he deserves punishment. Okay. What does it have to be 10? Make it one in six weeks. And that will be the end of it. But there is another very interesting reason. And that is to teach a lesson of Emunah to the Bnei Israel. How? This is really to reinvigorate and reinforce the faith of Bnei Israel towards them. How? The Bnei Olam is saying, if I give them one Makkah, them. So they'll think, you know, the Bnei Israel. They're going to think, oh, HaKadosh Baruch is powerful when it comes to the waters, but not, not, what about other things? You see, the punishment on the Egyptians was a lesson to the Bnei Israel. Hashem is telling the Bnei see, look what I can do. Look at my power. Look at my, how omnipotent I am. I can control the rivers. I can control the insects, the lice, and the frogs. I can control the atmosphere. I can bring the winds. I can bring the locusts. I can control sicknesses. With devil. I can control the animals. Bring them out, in and out. I have control over every single phase of life. Including life and death. Makat Bechorot. That's why he had all these ten, these various different ones. Hashem is telling the Bnei Israel, look, I'm choosing you as my nation. But you see, you see the kind of power that I have. Now, you take lessons from that and you observe my misvot. You may hazek the emunah in Hashem. Now, you should observe my misvot. I'm going to take you to Hasinai, give you the Torah, accept my Torah, and do the mitzvot that it says in there. You know, I've noticed something, and Be'ez Dat Hashem, you will stay that way. ISIS in Mahshima Vizikram, they had attacks all over the world. In France, England, Belgium, in the U.S. too, all over the world. They're fighting in Iraq. They have cells in every single, almost every country in the world. They fight their own people, kill their own people. But you know what? It did not happen in Israel. Perhaps this is similar. He brings the Makot and the Egyptians, and he said to Israel, learn a lesson from them. We should learn a lesson from that too. 
We should. Only in the, all the nations got hit. Israel was saved. Let's learn a lesson. And I recognize Hashem. And do his misfort. Fulfill and observe all the laws and our traditions of the Torah. Now, maybe this is a similar thing here with Trump. It's a lesson in Emunah. Hashem could have given the presidency to Clinton and perhaps caused much hardship to the Holy Land, to the Jewish state. You know, I can show you a picture. I'm, I'm sure you know it yourself. In 1998, Hillary Clinton embraced and gave a big fat kiss to Suha Arafat, Arafat's wife, with a big smile. That picture went all around the world. Of course, it caused a lot of uh, big uh, uh, scandals and, and among uh, many uh, Jewish organizations. How could she do this, you know, and so on and so forth. So there is something in there that we don't want to happen. Neither did Hashem want to happen. And Hashem is telling us, I am sparing you from perhaps a lot of agmat nefesh, perhaps a lot of pain and suffering. Now it's your turn to recognize me and fulfill fully the mitzvot of my Torah. I've done my part. Now you do your part. Study the Torah. Go to Shiaur Torah. Observe the mitzvot. Mezat Hashem. Rabotai, do not forget this station. It's very important. A very positive impact on the entire community. So whatever, whenever you can, please send your contribution. At the same time, let me also uh, reiterate the fact that we have a beautiful uh, uh, social hall downstairs. It's just recently been renovated. If you have any simha, please contact us. We'll be very happy to accommodate you. Shalom Aleichem and Shavuatov.